Well, hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here today doing this Bible study. And I am Gian, the pastor for Victory Church. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to share God's Word with every and each one of you tonight. This is a beautiful evening. It's uh, February the 13th, getting ready for Valentine's, right? And that is going to be a good day, too. Some of you probably already got your flowers. I know, Melanie, you got your first flowers. And, uh, well, I don't remember that I got flowers for my wife yet, but <laughs> it's a good reminder. Did you get your flowers for her? No? Chad? We are in trouble, guys. We got to do something. Well. <laughs> well, this is a great opportunity to to study the Lord's Word, and um, hopefully we will have a good Bible study this evening. We are reading tonight uh, Genesis 14, verses 18 through 20. And we read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of God, Most High, also went to meet Abram. He brought bread and wine. He blessed Abram and said, Abram, may you be blessed by God Most High, the one who made heaven and earth. And we praise God Most High who helped you defeat your enemies. Abraham gave Melchizedek 10% of everything he had taken during the battle. There is a passage also, guys, in Hebrews, in chapter number 7, that talks about Melchizedek, and I'm going to read it for you. It's uh, in the verses from verse uh, uh, 1 through 3. Melchizedek was the king of Salem, or Salem, and a priest for God the Most High. He met Abraham. Now he's in Hebrews. The word is Abraham. Remember, Abraham's name was changed to Abraham. So in Hebrews, he's talking about Abraham. While now in Genesis 14, still we are talking about Abraham. So he met Abraham when Abraham was coming back after defeating the kings. That day, Melchizedek blessed him. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything he had. The name Melchizedek, king of Salem, has two meanings. First, Melchizedek means kings of justice, and king of Salem means kings, king of peace. No one knows who <coughs> his father or mother was or where he came from, and no one knows when he was born or when he died. Melchizedek is like the son of God. In that, he will always be priest. This passage in Genesis 14 that we found right now, it's a, <coughs> it's a very unique encounter between Abraham, or Abraham, right? And this character, uh, Melchizedek. And we need to, to think of one thing here, is where Abraham was when he found this uh, king. If you remember last uh, session that we studied last week, we, we studied it in Genesis uh, 14 uh, from the verses 1 through 16, the story of Lot, 
his nephew. You remember? Lot was captured by some kings and Abraham went to, to rescue him. So this is exactly what is happening afterwards. When Abraham is coming back after rescuing, rescuing his nephew and he's coming with the victory is when he found Melchizedek. And uh, what he did was blessed Abram. Here is the first question for us. What do we understand by the word blessing? Anyone would like to share? What do you understand by the word blessing? What is the feeling you get out of that word? When I think of blessings, I think of good things, not only like materialistic things, but people can be blessings. Um, waking up in the morning, feeling rejuvenated is a blessing. It's good things that come in. That's a, I think it's a great example. You know, it's God not, has the right people at the right time. When you have the right people at the right time, it's a blessing. You are right. Right? What else? What else do you understand by the word blessing? Blessing is him showing us when he loves us. Very good. When we feel his love and we know that he is with us. Perfect. That's another very, very good way to say uh, the meaning of a blessing. W would you agree with me that blessing is like a, it's some sort of approval from God, our Lord? that you are okayed by him, right? Well, think of this. For instance, in our families, whether we want to admit it or not, there are ones that we like better than others, <laughs> right? Sometimes we don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. You know, sometimes we just feel like some people are nicer to us and we like them better. And, and when we like somebody and we we kind of connect with that individual. That person has the okay, our approval. Somehow, that person has our blessing. You see that? that? That is one way to see it. What we know is the Lord wants to bless everybody because it's his character. It's his desire to continue bless and give provide, love, forgive, sustain, encourage. That is the Lord's heart, right? This is what He wants to do. He wants for all of us to experience wonderful things in life. So this is what the beginning of this uh, lesson, that Melchizedek wanted to bless Abraham, and he did. But there is something that he did. Uh, he gave to Abraham two things, bread and wine. So I would like to know, do you, do you think there is a, a meaning behind it, behind giving bread and wine to somebody? What, what are your thoughts? What, what are your thoughts? So when we are thinking of uh, bread and wine. Bread, for instance, do you remember for, for the Lord's Supper? Do you remember that he gave us, he gave to the disciples bread and wine? And when he was giving that to the disciples, do you remember that he said, this bread, what represents my body, he said, right? 
And then he said, and this wine or this fruit of the vine represents my blood. Do you remember that? So here we are thinking of an application that Melchizedek is giving to Abraham bread and wine, right? Now, there are individuals that they feel that bread also means the word of God. You remember the Lord Jesus said, because the word of the Lord is more important than the bread itself. Not only from bread, the men will survive, but from the word of God. Here, this Melchizedek gave bread to Abram. We can think of the the body of the Lord, but also we can think of the word of the Lord in wine. Some people think that uh, wine also represents the Holy Spirit. There is a figure of the Holy Spirit. It is uh, just one, uh, one view of some individuals. Shedding his blood for us? Correct. That's what, that could be one way to see it. The point is we know that Melchizedek gave bread and wine and blessed him. Right? But, but Melchizedek said, uh, let me read it to you again. He says, uh, let me read it. It says, may you be blessed by God most high. But God most high. And immediately after that, he says, the one who made heaven and earth. So there, there is here a, a wonderful concept that we know that there is one creator of everything. When we are studying, guys, the story of uh, Abraham and the people of Israel and all the beginning of our uh, beliefs, what we take like the Bible, our, uh, the source of our uh, knowledge and wisdom, right? We can just feel so comfortable knowing that... Uh, the Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, is interested in blessing us. Uh, and that blessing will come to some point in our lives. And it says here, when Melchizedek is blessing Abraham, he says, The Lord who helped you defeat your enemies. And, uh, you know, I, I just like the idea uh, uh, of... Uh, How can we picture and get the concept of our Lord being so loving and eager to bless us, but at the same time willing to help us defeat our enemies? Because if he is loving and generous, but at the same time there, there is going to be someone that is going to be defeated, that person defeated is not going to be happy, period. And that is, that is something that I want you to try to understand here, guys, what I am saying. And I hope that I can explain this to you. The Lord God is loving and generous and forgiving. We get that. He is loving and generous and forgiving. But there are individuals that for some reason they don't want to have anything to do with Him, right? <laughs> There are individuals that they operate in darkness. There are individuals that they don't want to 
surrender to the good Lord Almighty, while we believers we are we are interested in doing that. We want to have that relationship with the Lord. At that point, if you are in a perfect relationship with the Lord through the blood and sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you have that blessing, the Lord will help you defeat your enemies. And spiritually speaking, we know that the enemy is the darkness, right? Yeah. But in reality, there are individuals that are going to suffer by being defeated when you have the blessing of the Lord. So let's put it in terms of uh, something simple like sports. We see a match, whether it's baseball or football or any sport you like. There are two teams. One is going to win. And what happened with the other team? going to lose right so one is going to conquer one is going to to defeat the other that is what i am trying to explain here with the lord god almighty those who are with him in perfect relationship with him that the lord already blessed they are going to win and unfortunately, there are individuals that they refuse to have a relationship with the Lord, and they kind of hate the Lord. <laughs> they are not going to win. They are going to lose. So when we are thinking of the reality of life, some people in life are going to win, and some people in life are going to lose. Which team do we want to be part of? Of course we say, well, I want to I want to win, I don't want to lose. Right? So how can can we part of that team of winners? Well, it's it's very simple. When the good Lord God Almighty is with us, because that is exactly what happened to Abram. But let's think about this for a second. Abram was called by the Lord to leave the the, the land of his parents to go in a trip. To a place where the Lord would show him the land that he needed to conquer. That will be the promised land. He was called by the Lord. Abram was called by the Lord to go somewhere and obey God's word, God's calling. That requires a, a lot of faith. And so many individuals in, in, in society, in the community do not want to believe. And they, for some reason, struggle to have that faith to believe in the Lord, to believe in the Lord's calling, and to believe in the Bible. They have trouble to do that. And unfortunately, my friends, those are going to not necessarily enjoy life the way that believers can, can enjoy it. Because winning and losing is not about stuff. That's for sure. We said that earlier, right? Blessing is also when you can enjoy the day and you have people around you. Blessings are not just material things. But one thing we know, Abram obeyed the Lord. He went in, in this journey. He went through a lot. And eventually he had these battles that he won. And when he won, he took a lot of stuff from their enemies. When he conquered, 
he won and he took some sort of treasure. He had a profit of his endeavors. Okay. Please try to understand what I'm saying here. Faith requires from you actions to have you fight in order to make a profit. But if you are not willing to fight, there is not going to be a profit. Because there is only one way to make a profit is by fighting, and you fight to win. That is Abram's mentality. Abram's was not a loser. He was a winner. But in order to win, he needed to listen to the voice of the Lord, obey his voice. And once he obeyed the voice of the Lord, he entered into a new season of his life when he needed to fight. We read in the, in the chapter 13 that uh, he trained several soldiers, 318 soldiers. Do you remember last week we, stu we studied that? 318 soldiers. Well, that means there is an army. That means there is battle. Believers should be willing to fight when it's time to fight. There are individuals that they don't like to, to fight at all, right? There are individuals that they don't like confrontation. We, we get that, right? But honestly, there are, there are believers that they just don't want to prepare themselves for the fight just because they are lazy. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are people that they believe in the Lord, but they are too lazy to do what they have to do. Therefore, they are not going to fight. Consequently, there, there is not going to be any profit. How you can make money if you don't work, if you don't do what you should be doing? But on the other hand, when you see people like Abraham, that they have faith, and they prepare themselves, and they are willing to go to the battle, and they fight, and they believe that the Lord is with them, they are going to win. Those who prepare themselves to fight, and they fight believing in the Lord, and trusting in the Lord, and doing the right thing, they are going to win, and they are going to make a profit. And there is nothing with that. There are people that they just hate certain believers because they make good money. I mean, that's just wrong. Why are you going to do that? In fact, the Lord wants us to be blessed to the point that we have no problems to fulfill our obligations. He wants us to, to have abundance of things and be able to pay for whatever we have to pay and enjoy things in life. There is nothing wrong with that. The Lord wants us to do that. And here in this passage, tells us that Abraham did that, my friends. And he, he, wasn't, he wasn't afraid of going to the battle and conquering. And he won. Abraham won. <coughs> Some people wonder, so is it possible that maybe the good Lord has uh, favorites? <laughs> well, th think, think about this, guys. Think about this. You as a parent, you have your kids. But one of your kids 
believes in you, listens to you, obeys you, and does what you are telling to do. The other doesn't believe in you, doesn't listen to you, doesn't do what you are asking them to do. I mean, you love them both, but are you going to give them to both of those kids what you possess? You are going to be kind to both, right? But certainly that one that is closer to you, that is following you, there is a connection there. There is a connection there. Think about it. So now think about the good Lord. The good Lord in heaven, and being kind to everybody and forgiving to everybody. But there are ones, we believers, that we, we believe in him, we listen to his voice, we do what he says, we obey him. Certainly, he's going to bless us in a very special way. And after that is when Melchizedek blessed Abraham. So Abraham fought, right? He fought, he won, and then the priest Melchizedek comes and bless him. Try to follow this idea, friends. Abraham fought and won, and then the priest comes and blesses him. And after those two things, after those two things, listen carefully to this. After these two things, one thing is Abraham fought and won. And after the priest blessed him, then is when Abraham gave to the priest the 10%. Then is when that happened. Because honestly, for those who do not fight, and they don't make any profit. Percentage of what are they going to give to whom? <laughs> right? They never won anything. They never made any money. How they can give anything? You see? But Abraham fought. He won. He got the, the profit for his actions. And then the priest blessed him. And that was like the, the thing that triggered his faith to say, you know what? I'm going to give you the 10% of everything I just made. One application that we can take out of this, friends, is that contrary to what many, many people are telling in these days that it's wrong to give a 10% to the Lord because it's part of the law and whatnot, the question here is, which law are we talking about? There is, no, there is no Moses here still in the, in the time. You, you see that? Moses will come years later after this. There is no law here. It was an action of faith. Abram, the father of faith. It was not because he was forced by the law to give a 10%. No. He did it because he had the faith. He believed that that was the right thing to do. However, I, I want you to think of this, my friends. First, Abraham needed to believe, listen, prepare himself to the battle, fight, and win. You have to be a winner. You need to think as a winner before anything. You believe in the Lord. 
You prepare yourself, you fight the fight, you are smart, you make your money. But then, not because of that, that's it. Then the other thing that is very beautiful is this. You wait for the blessing of the priest. Melchizedek, in this case, representing the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So, there has to be a blessing coming from a person that is in a position, a priesthood position in relation to you and the Lord. You see, those two things come together. Then is when, by faith, we feel free to give to the Lord 10%. Or whatever percentage the person feels that can give. I have a question here. It says, do we have to give money to a priest? Do we have to give money to a pastor? Do we have to give money to a church? Do we have to? Well, it's like the question of, you are invited to a birthday party. Do you have to bring, to bring a present? Or it's Christmas. Do you have to give a Christmas present to somebody? Or like somebody said one day, it's Valentine's Day. Do I have to give you a present? <laughs> I mean, no. the same thing is, do you have to give money to a priest or a pastor, a church? Do you have to? You don't have to. It's something personal, right? Yeah. That's what you are saying. It's something very personal. And and, and I just think, friends, that uh, especially for those who, who watch the broadcast or listen to the, the podcast, that they have trouble with this idea of giving money to the church or the tithe or 10% or all those things that they, they have trouble to do. It's an issue of faith, you know? It's an issue of faith. Faith is connected with love. Faith is connected with love. Everything that we do, it has to have those two ingredients, faith and love. Have you ever received, in one occasion, a gift from somebody, but you know, you knew that that gift wasn't coming from out of love? It was more like an obligation, <laughs> you know? How you feel that? That's horrible. Well, the same thing happens in, in our relationship with the good Lord. At the end, everyone is going to make a decision. If gives or doesn't give. And what percentage of the income or when. At the end, everyone is going to make a decision. I just ask you to think of this. When you are about to give anything, to anyone, it has to come from two sources, faith and love. If you have the faith that the Lord is the one who is giving you life, strength, happiness, happiness wisdom, desire. if you have that faith, and then you have the gratitude with love, 
you are going to give. It, it, that's the perfect combination. And when you have that, I mean, it is a pleasure to give. It's not a pain for anybody. When finally you get it, that all that faith that you're receiving, you know it's so wonderful. And you, you just feel blessed by the good Lord. You don't have a problem to give. It's the opposite. You give with all of your heart. And, and, and you experience love by giving. In the name of Jesus. To all of you friends watching online and listening to the podcast, we wish you a beautiful night. And I hope that this study was uh, positive to you. And uh, for us here in Victory Church, we just want to tell you we love you. And uh, in the name of Jesus, have a beautiful evening. Good night.